Faith moves and operates in the sphere of the unknown, but yet has a clear sense of destiny, purpose, and fulfillment. We are called to walk in the steps or the paths of Abraham. Welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today's Sunday's message is Abraham, man of faith. So what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is a substance, a heavenly materiality, if you will, that has supernatural power infused within it. It's a gift of God. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It comes from God to bring us to victory in this life. Do you know you were made to be an overcomer in this life? God's called you to overcome in this life. We don't want life to overcome us. We want to overcome life and its obstacles. Faith is evidence. In a court of law, your evidence of defense is your faith that seals your testimony. You know, we should be hoping for good things in this life. Sometimes we get discouraged. We forget that. But hope is the expectation of future good. Praise God. As believers, we should expect good things in our lives. Praise God. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. Some things work together for good. All things. all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose and plan. Faith holds on to something intangible that brings purpose, expectation, and hope. Hope doesn't disappoint, guys, because the Holy Spirit has been poured out in our hearts. But it brings about a reality as we exercise our faith. When you lose your hope, you lose your vision, your zeal, your purpose, your drive in life. Hope fuels our faith in Christ. Faith always pleases God. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. People forget that God rewards our faith. We have a God who re rewards us as we believe. And the only way to please God is by faith and faith alone. God always will reward our faith when we believe and trust him and exercise that faith. The greatest example of faith in the Bible is in the life of Abraham. Abraham becomes the father of three major religions. What are those? Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Abraham was a friend of God. He was a prophet of God who lived and walked by faith. He was called to leave his family and go to a land that God would show him. He became the father of many nations because of his faith. Abraham obeyed the Lord and went not knowing where he was going. Hebrews 11.8 By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Praise God. Abraham left the region of Mesopotamia and traveled to the land of Canaan, which is modern-day Israel today, not knowing where he was going. That is faith in action. Many times living by faith is going not knowing where you're going. <laughs> uh, the person who says, I know exactly where I'm going to be, and I know when I'm going to be there, really doesn't operate in faith. Faith walks out into the realm of the unknown without certainty of sight, knowledge, and direction. Faith moves and operates in the sphere of the unknown, but yet has a clear sense of destiny, purpose, and fulfillment. We are called to walk in the steps or the paths of Abraham, the father of faith. It's called a faith walk, guys. We're to do the faith walk. For we walk by faith and not by sight. sight. Let's look at Romans 4, 1 through 3. 
What then shall we say that Abraham our father was found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 13. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Abraham was to become the heir of the world, possessor of heaven and earth. And guys, we are the seed of Abraham. So guess what? As believers in Christ, we are heirs of the world, possessors of heaven and earth. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they are. What does God do? He gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they are. He calls life into existence. God operates in the realm of faith himself. And Jesus walked by faith and lived by faith. And we are to walk in the steps of Christ and exercise the same kind of faith in this life. Now, there are two great ordeals that Abraham faced in his life that tested his faith. If you're going to live a life of faith, your faith will be tested in this life. Oh, pastor, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But it's simply the truth. Your faith will be tested. The first of two tests Abraham faced was the extreme long wait for the birth of his son Isaac. Over 25 years, he waited. And the second ordeal, being called by God to sacrifice his son on the altar. One of the most difficult stories in the Bible. Now let's take a look at the first ordeal of faith. The promise of a son. Abraham left Haran and he went with his wife Sarah and his nephew Lot to the land of Canaan at the age of 75. Whoa, it's pretty old. <laughs> but he was uh, vital and alive and healthy. Hebrews 11, 8, 9. Okay. So by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs, which him of the same promise. He was called to receive an inheritance. Guys, we are called to receive our inheritance in this life and the life to come. And we're to possess our possessions and we're to possess, possess our inheritance in Christ today and to receive the blessings that flow from our heavenly account in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Abraham waits until he's over 100 years old, and his wife was 90 years old. Then, as God had said, the child of promise, Isaac, was born. We read in the book of Galatians about the heir according to inheritance, as we as believers inherit as well. Galatians 3, 16 and 29. Who's on that one? I can do it. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Hello, Job in Uganda. All right. Who? Martin in Gambia. All right, Josh. Who else? A couple other friends from Africa. From Africa. Praise God. All right. Hearing the word of God, being changed by the word thereof. Praise God. Galatians 3.16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, you are your, and to your seed who is Christ. Everybody say, the promises are made for me. Promises are made for me. And I am to inherit those promises in this life. And I am to inherit those promises. All right, KC, verse 29. 29, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and the heirs according to the promise. So we are Abraham's seed. We're part of the Abrahamic seed group, if you will. 
and we're heirs of the promise that we would be inheritors of all things, heirs of heaven and earth. We inherit the promises of God through faith, just as Abraham, and we can claim them by faith, but you need to claim them by faith. Here are six areas of blessing we can claim by faith. Number one, the promise of abundant life or life to the fullest extent, as Jesus promised in John 10.10. I came that you might have life and that you might have it to the fullest extent. Number two, promise for an effective and successful life. We can become successful and effective in this life according to the scripture. Number three, promise of salvation and eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We are recipients of eternal life. Hallelujah. Number four, promise for prosperity. Psalm 122 says, excuse me, Psalm 112 says, wealth and riches shall be in his or her house. Praise God. Number five, five promise for divine health. I wish above all things, John, 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God wants you to be in health and he wants you to prosper, but he wants you to do it his way and according to his word. Number six, promise for a long life and the fact that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The second great ordeal Abraham faced was when the Lord spoke to Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Genesis 22, 1 and 2. <clears throat> now it came to pass after those things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Now take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him. There is a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. Now it's interesting. Archaeologists tell us that Mount Moriah is the exact site where the Temple Mount exists today in Israel. And of course, what sits on the Temple Mount? The Dome of the Rock, a mosque. And uh, right at that site is where God told Abraham to go and sacrifice his son, which is, of course, the city of Jerusalem called Mount Zion. And this is where Jesus was crucified. <laughs> Very interesting. I don't think that was just by chance. And also the resurrection of Christ occurred in Jerusalem. Now Abraham woke up early in the morning after God had told him to go sacrifice his son. Boy, that would be the hardest thing you could ever receive in life. Yeah. Most of us probably couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But Abraham believed God so strongly. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, he believed that if he killed his son, sacrificed his son, God would resurrect him from the dead. Now that's faith. So he got up in the morning and he split wood for the burnt offering. You say, he had servants. Why is he up chopping wood? Do you know manual labor is a great uh, catharsis for those that are uptight and things that are really bothering you? Manual labor helps distract your attention away from your worries. So he gets up and he cuts the wood and he uses an ax. And the wood is for the burnt offering. The body was broken for us, the body of Christ, which the wood represents. It says on the third day they arrived, Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. <laughs> you see the likeness of these two mm -hmm. stories? Yeah. As they arrive at Mount Moriah, Abraham lays down his son Isaac, who probably was an older teenager, possibly even in his 20s. And he was obedient, and he laid down on the altar, and the father tied him to the altar. And the son said, Father, 
I see the altar, I see the wood, but where is the sacrifice? What did Abraham say? God will provide a sacrifice. Now that's faith, speaking faith, speaking words of faith. Praise God. Calling those things that be not as though they are. He took his knife and he lifted it up. And he was about ready to thrust it into the heart of his son. And when he got it to the top of the pitch and he was about ready to bring it down, God stopped him. Let's read Genesis twenty-two twelve. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now that I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a, ma- a ram caught in the thicket by its thorns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, as it is to this day the mount of the Lord where he provided. Who's the ram caught in the thicket? Come on, guys. Jesus, what is the thicket? Come on, guys. The crown of thro- thorns around his head. <laughs> He's the ram caught in the thicket. This time, the father brought the sword, brought the knife down, our heavenly father, and allowed the son to die on Calvary's cross, his only begotten son, and uh, went through with it. And Jesus cried out on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And uh, the father turned away from the son because the son became sin for us. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. He carried it out, and Jesus died on Good Friday. Three three days later, he came back from the dead, and he rose, and he is alive forevermore. Verse 14, the Bible says in Genesis 22, 14, Jehovah Jireh, one of the seven names of God, God our provider. Some of you have needs in your life today. God wants to be your provider, Jehovah Jireh. Begin to speak the word over your life. God's going to provide for my needs. God's going to provide for every need, every detail in my life. I'm speaking words of faith. And God will do just as he has spoken in his word. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken it? Will he not bring it to pass in your life? Now, very quickly, and we're going to close. Five ways Abraham received by faith. Pastor Scott adds an additional way. So there are six ways. These are included in the episode notes. Number one, faith is rewarded. Faith is the crown jewel of the word of God. Praise God. And this is how we obtain the blessings of God through faith. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently God rewards. Him. Amen. Amen. Abraham was rewarded with an extreme wealth. And he was a very prosperous man. He was blessed in all capacities of life. We should expect the same in our lives. He lacked nothing, and he possessed all. He still went through hard times. He still went through difficulties. But yet, he was blessed beyond measure. Faith has promise attached to it. Number two, faith has promise attached to it. 2 Corinthians 1.20 For all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. The glory of God through us. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Faith always promises blessing. Blessing. <laughs> blessing. <laughs> blessing. Number three, faith is tested. We talked about the fact that your faith will be tested. James 1, 1 through 3. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are 
Sacred Abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Do you want me to keep going? Yep. But let us be patient. Wait, but let patient have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So God uses testing in our life to produce patience and endurance and character. And uh, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint. First Peter 1.7. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Faith is tested by fire. We went through fire. Mm -hmm. We went through the flood. But in the end, we came out into great fulfillment. Number four, faith moves mountains, obstacles, sicknesses, and destroys the works of the enemy. Mark 11, 23, 24, Jesus speaking on faith. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Number five, faith possesses all. Abraham would be the heir of the world, possessor of heaven and earth. We come to Genesis 14 where Abraham, after the slaughter of the kings, had a great victory. And he meets Melchizedek, this mysterious figure who is a theophany, Christophany, Jesus appearing in a human form. And he blesses Melchizedek and Abraham gives him a tithe. Here Abraham is tithing before the law was ever given. You know, the law commanded tithing, but Abraham was already tithing. He gave him a tenth of, of all the, the spoils that he acquired in that great battle. And there he was declared, he was tied in with God as possessor of heaven and earth. Let's read Genesis 14, 19, and 20. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, blessed be Abraham of God. Be Abram of God most high, possessor of earth and heaven, and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. So there we see possessor of heaven and earth. We are possessors of heaven and earth. Number six, faith overcomes all things. First John 5, 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is our victory, even our faith. We have the spirit of victory. Faith is the spirit of victory in our Christian lives. Hey guys, walk in the faith of Abraham and be blessed in all capacities of life. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word. Thank you for these airways, this place, this path to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for every person listening and viewing. You don't know Christ today. You're not born again. You may go to church. You may have a Bible. You might even pray, but you've never received Christ into your life. If you need Christ today, make this prayer sincere and God will come into your life. Pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again. I ask you now to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from my sin, and I turn to you. I receive you now as my personal Lord and Savior. I'll love you, Lord Jesus. I'll follow you. I'll bless you, and I'll worship you all the days of my life. In your precious name, I pray. And for you believers, you've slipped away. Christians, you're now walking with God. You better get ready, because there's a move of God coming. And you don't want to miss out on this powerful move of God coming upon this planet. If that's you, pray this prayer. Lord God, I've slipped away. I'm kind of carnal. I'm doing my own thing. I'm not walking with you, God. Jesus, come back close to me. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. I'll worship you and praise you and I'll live for you and use my gifts for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Well, praise God. We hope you prayed those prayers. Anything else? encourage people while you're listening to the broadcast or um, later on the podcast um, just um, open your Bible read the scriptures that we're turning to highlight them and note them in your Bible and make notes as you as you study the word with us amen and go back and listen to the broadcast again and again faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God you know I even listen to my own broadcasts not for any ego reason but if I can't get fed from my own stuff then it's not very good right but I do get fed because it is the word of God going forth. And the word of God is living, powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It is the discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. Praise God. We love you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. This is our 334th episode on Light Words. So we have a huge archive. If you want to go back, listen to previous messages, we encourage you to watch us live every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Log into Facebook or Instagram. Find us at lnlighthouse.org. Blessings, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 